0: Hi, guys. I just thought I would come on and thank our Patreon and supporters for this month. We have John. And as well as John's support, we have a couple single donation tips I'm going to go with. Thank you, Carrie and Meredith, for tipping the Cult of Domesticity and helping keep the podcast going. It's much appreciated in these weird, weird times. I hope everyone is doing well and you all are staying safe and listening to the guideline and hopefully this will be over soon and now the episode okay devotees we are back with kevin from mirth's and all the monsters owner of finn the most adorable dog and infernal souls and arseholes
1: eternal infernal souls and eternal arseholes
0: internal arseholes yeah it's newer
1: Much, yeah.
0: It is still the same night. Kev, it's the middle of the night for you. Ah, it's getting towards. <laughs> it's
1: early middle. It's only half one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun if you record in the middle of the night because then you get slap happy and it gets more fun.
1: What I do get is Finn looking out the window because where I'm recording, as a big old desk. The computer and everything's on the left hand side. His bed is on the right hand side. And then if he sees something outside that I can't, he gets very attentive to whatever is outside, including little shadows that walk past. You'd think I'd close the curtain, but yeah.
0: That's spooky. So
1: considering what we're about to discuss, (laughs) this should be interesting.
0: Just talking about impaling things and looks outside, you're just like, nope.
1: Nope. I'm not not going to Don't look. He'll protect me. Ray will protect (laughs) me.
0: Ray will probably just kill anything for the fun of it.
1: She has done that. Yeah. And then she likes to leave parts of them on the kitchen floor. Should we mention that raise a cat?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: <Ray's> a cat. <laughs> not a daughter. <laughs> raise my little black cat.
0: Do you want to tell everyone what you're talking about? Yeah, today? yeah, because that's very apropos.
1: It was actually a nice little link between cat, mouse, death, and mm-hmm. as he's known these days, Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Tepes.
0: I love Tepes; is such a cool like would be such a cool last name, you know?
1: Tepes, Tepes, yeah, Vlad Tepes, which means that that's. That that's Impaler. That's sort of the translation. Is yeah. the the, the funny thing is, I'm probably going to do this all out of order. Um, he was never called that while he was alive. He was called it after he's death. I mean, would death. you? Well, yeah. I mean, I would probably, I would call myself that, considering the situations he was in. Yeah, I'm. I'm not Kevin the Impaler. Is not going to work. Vlad the Impaler, <laughs> haven't said that though. I'll get to his names. I'll get it to his names because that's it's an interesting way how he got his name. Yeah. Do you want me to just crack on?
0: Yeah. Let's let's uh let's impale into this.
1: Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get stuck in. So.
0: <laughs> I feel like we need roasted marshmallows for this or something on sticks.
1: I've seen the meme. Yeah, and he's looking at them, going, "Oh, these are interesting." And it'll be the sticks, not the marshmallows. So, little Vlad. Yeah. Little fellow Vlad was born in. It would seem fourteen thirty one. Some accounts, a very
0: very fortuitous period of time too happening. You know, you got the Black Death, you got a lot of people moving around. Powerful church, um,
1: yeah. Church play a, a big role in this thing as well. It's for it's meant to be fourteen thirty. What seems to be the general consensus, like fourteen twenty eight or fourteen thirty one. One place I did check out was November the fourteenth. 1431, which I think makes him the Scorpio, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know uh, anything astrology about is astrology. A of yeah. But so he was born in the state of Wallachia. You said I was saying that right, right?
0: Yeah, Wallachia. Yeah, yeah. so
1: he was Vlad Third, Vlad III. This time it's personal. Um, so where he was born, <laughs> it's uh, the current southern part of present-day Romania, I did write down the city that is now there, but I'm going to spell it. I'm not going to say it. So it says S-I-G-H. You probably know how to say it. S-I-G-H-I-S-O-A-R-A. Sigisora. Sigisoara. It seems to be. That's in Transylvania.
0: Let me pull this up. Yeah. Well, that's the first thing that comes up when you search this shit. You type in Vlad, as someone whose ex is named Vladislav, a.k.a. Vlad, that's really oh, awesome.
1: Vladislav makes an appearance later as well, actually. Uh, Probably a different see. one. Seems yeah. it, I'm not sure if the GH is CG or Sigisawara in Transylvania, but it, we, it wasn't actually Transylvania at the time, I don't think. It's just where it is at the moment. So he wasn't actually from Transylvania, he was Romanian. Or Wallachian.
0: I'm not seeing the name of it, but I just pulled up Wikipedia, so might not have the name of it. I'm. I'm gonna guess it's probably. I don't speak Romanian. Well, maybe I'm
1: either. just. I should I'm ask very my good with,
0: <laughs> I'm just very good with Eastern European languages because I know enough people who have. Yeah. Those names.
1: <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, but that's where he was from. That's the time he was born. Uh, so his mum, his believed to be mum, was a. a mob- I
0: love that phrase. Believed to be mum. Believed to
1: be mum. Well, I'll get to the reason why. She was a M- Moldovian princess whose name was Kijna. Oh, I, beautiful. No, yeah, no. That one I did check with mum. I've got a Romanian friend. So that name is spelled C-N-E-A-J-N-A. I couldn't even begin <laughs> to say it. It's Kijna. Kijna was what she was called. But his dad, Vlad um, II, I've, I've actually written it down here. He was a bit of a loose dick. He had, How so? <laughs> he he enjoyed the company of ladies. He infre- he frequented the the uh, the pleasures of the flesh a lot. Oh, so with a so lot his of...
0: actual dick was loose.
1: Yeah, it was it was all over the place. Um, he stuck it here. He stuck it there. So Kiyagina was the lassie who raised Vlad, uh, Vlad three, uh, Vlad the third, along with his two brothers, Radu. And uh, Mircea, I believe, is how you pronounce it. M I R C E A. Mircea and Radu, they were his brothers. Um, so they were brought up. His dad, by all accounts, was a decent enough fella, considering the time. So, my history is minimal when it comes to this kind of thing. But where Wallachia was, it was sort of it was sort of surrounded by. Muslim-controlled Ottoman Empire on one side, and then there was the Christian side that was to the say to the right of them, say or the east or whatever, and they were stuck in yeah. the middle. So Wallachia became a pivotal place to both sides.
0: So Constantinople falls to the Ottoman Empire, yeah, aka what we know now now know as Istanbul, Turkey. Istanbul,
2: not Constantinople. Yeah,
0: um, in fourteen fifty three. If that tells you what's happening, so basically. In the world, you have the rise of the Islamic states, really the rise of the Ottoman Empire coming up, and that's a big threat to the church. You have, at this point, Spain is mostly covered by Muslim influences. We have the the Reconquista, which will be finished in 1492. Oh, yeah. So you have this big battle of what's going to happen to Europe. Will it be taken over by the Ottomans, who are very good fighters? And so this is kind of the Balkans... Romania, that area, is the borderline between the Ottomans and the Christian West. Yeah. So,
1: they were in a bit of a shit sandwich, basically.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. The, I mean, the church isn't helping you too much in this situation, because they're broke as fuck. And just fighting to see which <laughs> Italian pope, I believe. there's. They're recovering their power after the Avenues papacy, which ended in 1376, and the Black Death has happened so there's a lot of shit happening in europe there's a
1: lot going on yeah that
0: isn't great <laughs> so
1: it seemed like this is sort of the impression that i got from it with wallachia was um now i can't remember is it the suez which is uh tactically what's the place between it's not suez what's the place is it in pakistan or between pakistan afghanistan it's incredibly important. Um, um That's that's what I think Watchia seems to be. It seems to be big enough that they try and manage to live their own lives, but the Ottomans want it, the Christians want it, because it would basically complete their real-life game of risk, I suppose.
0: I think it's, I want to say, like, it's something with a K. It
1: is. Kashmir. Jumpers. Yeah, Kashmir. Uh, I know it's a different kind of material it's not it's not cashmere jumper it's cashmere is the name of the place. but yeah yeah it's a small almost insignificant thing on its own but it's incredibly important uh, it's tactically, a positionally yeah that kind of thing. but that's how i pictured i know that's how i pictured will to be so uh vlad 2 who is known as vlad dracul um
0: oh great name
1: yeah so this is where i'll I'll mention that stuff a bit later on, but Dracul means dragon, not anything bitey. He was inducted into a Christian order known as Order of the Dragon. Which how is how do you get in? It didn't say, actually.
0: I want I want to get into that because I want to be in the Order of the Dragon. It
1: sounds like there's a bit of you scratch my back, I'll kidnap your children, because that's what happened. No, thank you. Yeah. So he was Vlad II Was known as Vlad Dracul. So it got to the point where he was invited to... Yeah, so the Ottomans called for a meeting with Vlad Dracul and to show his sons how democracy worked. And I I was reading this thinking, oh, this is sarcasm, because I thought Vlad Dracul was going to go, this is democracy, and then he goes and just kills everybody. No, he was actually trying to be democratic. Went to a meeting with the Ottomans, but got captured, basically. So... They then told him, we'll free you, but to make sure that you stay on our side, we're going to keep your kids. So, Radu and um, Vlad III was kept. Mini Vlad, I'll call him. They were kept by the Ottomans. Basically, it was a a choice of two very bad propositions. Being kept with his kids, and then God knows what's going to happen in his own place, or for the benefit of his family and for Wallachia, I'll probably say that four different times. To pronounce it four different times. He went back. So he went back. Unfortunately, there was these bag of bastards in Wallachia, who were the, there were the nobles of the place. There, oh darn, boyars, there were the boyars. So they were the nobles of Wallachia who liked the high life. They liked the way things were, they liked having all the money, all that kind of thing, and they liked to have a puppet in charge that they could control. Vlad Dracul was not a puppet, so they killed him. They also took his other son, tortured him, blinded him, and then buried him alive.
0: So great, guys. Also, the the way with the Ottomans, I mean, really, the way to keep control over certain regions is, yeah, you have hostages.
2: Yeah. I'm sure...
0: Because I mean, Richard the Lionheart for a while was a hostage. Like numerous peoples were people were hostage. So having a kid, like, and given you were a certain rank, hopefully they treated you well. But
1: well, that's the but thing. Say. Say. It was it was a bit of a dickish thing to do by the Ottomans. However, they still recognized the importance of sort of being nice, not or giving options to Vlad Dracul instead of just murdering them all. It was a, a a weird tactical decision to, we're going to keep the kids. Now, the thing with that is I've read, there's so many things in here of I've read one thing and then I've checked another site and it's been something else entirely. So all of this is sort of, <sighs> it's, the, yeah, there seems to be a lot of the, uh, actual factual things which the, the impalement side of things that, yeah, definitely. But then there's added horrific stories. It seems to be made up. And there's a title of a pamphlet that was done in Germany, which I'll get to. It's just fantastic. But there's sort of the the kids, Vlad and Rudi were at, uh, the, at the behest of the Ottomans or prisoners of the Ottomans, but it seems like they got taught art of war, mm. philosophy and things, but they were also tortured. Now, I don't know if they were just tortured, or if they got taught or both. I I I I couldn't find a, a sort of in between. I don't know if it was both or not. I don't it, think they were overly really happy. But yeah.
0: It could have been both because I mean, think about it. If you if they educated them, mm. you're indoctrinating these kids True. in your methods. But say your dad does something stupid, yeah, you hear your kid gets tortured. Yeah. Or they don't do something you like, you get tortured. Torture is a very good learning method
1: That's unfortunately true, yeah.
0: for the early modern world
1: the unfortunate thing that vlad dracul did was to get murdered unfortunately um so well it was i think they were there for 6 years which means that vlad was i think about 1718 and they they freed them the ottomans let them go cuz what was the point of keeping them but they didn't kill them which i found a little interesting, but they 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 let them go. There's no point keeping them. There's, they're not hostages anymore. They're just two kids. So they went back, mm-hmm. and this apparently is when, uh, little Vlad, went from being just little Vlad to, I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> for what you did to my dad, Vlad. <laughs> That's gonna
0: be the title. Yeah, Vlad. Vlad the I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up, Tepish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so he was not a happy bunny, which is. Fair enough. And it was kind of worse down the line, because Radu, they sort of became uh, enemies, unfortunately. Because the way it worked in Wallachia was there wasn't succession. Succession? Yeah, there wasn't really a succession. It was seriously, I've, I've only seen a few, a couple of series of Game of Thrones, but I imagine this is kind of what it was like a little bit. It was, I want the throne, are you the first in line? Fuck off. And then you would stab somebody, and then the the throne is yours. That's sort of what he was actually... This is how messed up it was, right? So, So between 1418 and 1476, there were 29 reigns from 11 different rulers. And that's an average of two years per rule. Just two years. And if you think of the queen our queen here our the, the queen of england <laughs> she's been on the throne for i think she's in her 7th decade now mm. admittedly different circumstances but it gives you an it gives you an idea of how fluctuating and how what's the word how unstable uh, yes thank you how unstable that whole thing was of and and they needed somebody to get it to a place where it wasn't just going to be right this is mine for a bit, now this is mine for a bit, so Vlad decided I've got to think of the state, I've got to think of the whole thing because the way that the boyars were working, they were just thinking for themselves about mm. themselves, like we want this, I like my what would what would have been a a privilege back in the day. I like clothes uh, yeah. and being able to wash. I I don't I don't know what the fourteen hundreds were like. I like
0: all the horses and all the nice things. I like the you know, ex- and
1: yeah, yeah folk to rape and all that kind of thing and not worry about it. Uh, yeah. So but it would seem that Vlad this seemed to be a genuine thing that Vlad, while his methods were kind of extreme. Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> they they got things done. He was thinking about the state as a whole. Um, as a lot of people aren't a fan of him because they see it as a socialism and i must admit i'm not i'm not fully grasping of socialism and all that kind of stuff but he wasn't he was doing it for everybody or he was doing it for the good of the state rather than for the good of the individual
0: because yeah we see it seems like the end of rome where you have this rule where I think it's like the rule of the generals where they just keep coming in and dethroning each other and being like telling the armies like I'll give you money and land and then the next well they can't do that because the state's broke so then the next person comes in and the next person comes in right. and it just destabilizes your whole region so if it's a if it's a linchpin region and you keep flipping over that's a bad sign
1: yeah yeah so I think what he was trying to do was to bring a stability to the region and bring a sort of pride to it, um, and the way he did this was, uh, yeah. So he, he invited his <laughs> in it, his enemies round. <laughs> um, so, I just
0: like he did this through, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he was he had uh, three raids as now the the title was actually a voivode. I believe it's V-O-I-V-O-D-E. Yeah. That was the title. Which, Lord uh, Lord? But yeah, uh, Which I believe means uh, warrior or something like that. ruler, something like that. So he did it three times. The middle time is the most important one. It was 1456, and he got a six-year reign. And like I said before, the average was two. So um, he did well, the wee boy. The first one, he came oh. in for a bit, and then there was a bit of an uprising by Vladislav II told you Vladislav was going to make an appearance again. He'd, <laughs> Vladislav had buggered off doing, you know, stabby things to other people. Then he came back doing and... Doing
0: Vladislav things, yes. Yeah,
1: and then he, he came back and said, Vlad, you mind? You know, and Vlad you said... You mind
0: going fucking off to the store? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: just going for a loaf of bread. <laughs> but I think it was understood that Vlad Vladislav II was... He was the man at the time, and Vlad said, fair enough, I'll bugger off, no need for the killings. But then he got 1456, Vlad took over, and he really took over. So all the nobles that were against him, he said, you know what, come round, have a bite to eat, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll thrash it out and things like that, so they had their meal and I I think, because it sounds idiotic that they went round, they must have known this dude's not one of us but I just imagine the sort of arrogance of them is like, well he's not going to do anything we're us, what's he going to do? Yeah. what he did was he didn't kill them there and then that's one of the, I I believe that's one of the rumours, of he got his enemies round, they had their food and then he just killed them all he didn't do that, with this slot he, the soldiers surrounded them at the end of the meal. They then marched the able-bodied one 50 miles away. And they he made them build his mountain fortress. And <laughs> they did this for months and months on end. And then those who survived were impaled.
0: So it's a lose-lose situation. Great for Vlad, though. Like, think about that creativity. I'm not mm. going to kill you. No. I'm just going to use you for manual labor. Yeah. And if you live,
2: you which I've
0: seen, <laughs> yeah, you get you get a nice spiky up your butt, which I've seen someone. They were trying to figure out how you could be impaled and live and be like alive through the end of it, where they don't mm. hit anything. It's actually very difficult, from what I learned from that program.
1: Difficult to kill them or difficult to survive uh, to
0: to survive to get to get the the spike up correctly where it comes out your mouth and you're still alive. So
1: here's the interesting bit that I found out not necessarily spiked, smooth-ended. Oh! Up your arse. Or, if you're a lady, yeah. No! Yeah, up the no. furry front-bottom. So it would go up there, and because it was smooth-ended, it wouldn't pierce vital organs. So it would just go through, and it would come through the shoulder. But That's how they tried to do it, So it sort of at an angle. I mean, when I was younger, I used to think you impaled somebody, you just kind of, you know, you put them on, like that. Yeah. Um, like a T shape, where the, the lid of the T just slowly slid down. I didn't, didn't yeah. realize it, it was actually a sort of, it's a uh, vertical. D- they put them on, it's like, up your chuffle, and then through the shoulder, you miss the organs. Not always, because there was a lot of impaling going on. Apparently 20,000 people during his six-year reign, apparently. Apparently there's 20,000 folk of them were, were impaled. That's not all the people he killed, by the way. That's a quarter. Um... But yeah, it was... um, Good time
0: to be a carpenter, though. I would imagine they didn't get paid. He did like the spread work around,
1: though, to be fair. He didn't like people not working or contributing to the state. This is another possible tale of what he did. So, there were um, folk in the state who couldn't work. They were homeless, or they were disabled, or someone like that. He saw that as them not contributing to the state. So he he invited them around.
0: (laughs) I see a theme.
1: Oh, this is a good one, though. I'm not sure if this one's factual or not, but it's a cracker of a story anyway. He invited them round. He fed them. They they bathed and got clean and they had lovely food and all that kind of stuff. And then he boarded the doors with wood and set the place on fire and burned it to the ground. Nobody got out.
0: Not where I thought this was going.
1: That's the thing. He was very inventive.
0: Do you think he just had a guy... Who's in charge of thinking of these things? Or did he, like, learn it from the Ottomans?
1: See, I think it was off his own bat. I, th- I, I think it was his own... Uh, but that's the thing, how much of it was true. That's the bit we're uh, not entirely sure about, because I was talking to my Romanian friend, and there seems to be... A lot of people didn't like him, obviously, because uh, his his methods were extreme. Aggressive? Yeah, but the thing is, it was sort of like, you know how you like to cheer the bad guy? Mm-hmm. um, As long as he's on your side. If you were on his side, you were... You must have felt kind of comfortable. Because it didn't seem as though he killed for the sake of killing. Apart from... Oh. No, he, it, it was... <laughs> it was another story. Yeah, so he had a way of fighting. I actually looked up uh, Vlad the Impaler... Compared to Genghis Khan, or Genghis Khan, just to see if there were similarities between the two. Mm -hmm. No, apart from the fact that if you were on their side, you were fine, you got looked after and everything. But uh, Khan was more of a a thinker strategist. Uh, I I believe, I think this is right, if he wanted to take over a city, a Genghis, he would give them a chance and there were three flags. Can't remember the colours, Just let's just say red, white, and blue. So if you put up a white flag, then the, the people of the town had a chance to surrender. They wouldn't be killed, mm. blah, 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 blah. Some arrangement would be made. If they turned that down after a certain amount of time, the next flag would go up, and it would be, okay, just give us the ones that you don't give a shit about. Mm. We'll kill him, and the rest of you. It was sort of like a percentage thing. And if they ignored that, the last flag went up, and if that last flag went up you're fucked they would go in they would rampage they would pillage they would wipe the place out what
0: oh i was just going to say um the second flag seems like the decimation thing mm. like decimating a city literally means killing 10% of the city oh the
1: decade right Cause, okay
0: yeah cuz it's roman so it's yeah a deca is 10 Ooh. so i learned they <laughs> they they would kill like 10% of the city and like salt and pillage and all that, so like the city was still there, but they would just maybe move it or something. So it seems like he's like, okay, you need to give me a percentage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think but that's you what don't it even was. Do that...
1: Yeah, you just go wipe the fuck out. But then I, I realized that uh, Vlad had a, a slightly different way of doing things. No flags. <laughs> no flags. Um, <laughs> he also used uh, a chemical weaponry to a degree. But I'll I'll get to that. Biological warfare, rather. But because the size of Vlad's army and everything was always going to be almost insignificant compared to Ottomans and Christians. So when Turkey attacked, um, <laughs> Vlad had a sort of scorch-the-earth policy when it came to fighting. He would retreat, and he would go back, and he would go back, and he would go back, but he would wipe out everything that he was retreating Towards Mm -hmm. in his own land so he'd be wiping out people and then the biological part of the thing it's something it's called the night attack he sent in people who were infected with deadly diseases into the camps of these enemy to infect them with what these people had.
0: so the score short thing is smart because like the ottomans if you the ottoman empire was like one of the largest empires the world has seen yeah because i mean it went through persia it went all the way around to north africa it's huge so they have people but i think it was when the i I think the ottomans were accused of doing this where they threw plague-ridden bodies through catapults into siege cities to do a similar thing it's like a legend a legend of history they don't i don't know if they actually know that they did this but it's very similar It's clever as fuck. Biological warfare has always been around, but it's just, it was harder when you literally had to have infected people Mm. and be like, move, bitch, that way.
1: (laughs) Go rub a turk. Go on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, God. That could be taken so many ways.
1: But it's, it's just, it's, I don't want to admire him, but-
0: It's clever as fuck.
1: It's very, very clever. It's ingenious of what he was doing. And this was the part where the impaling became a thing. Dang it to heck, I didn't write the fella's name down, the Turkish fella. But he got to Vlad's, you know, near Vlad's uh, home. And it was a few kilometres away from uh, Vlad's castle. And that was where they saw the field. Three kilometres wide one kilometre deep, full of people impaled. And he, he basically said, I'm paraphrasing him now, but he said, the way I read it was, what the fuck am I going to do to this guy that he won't do his own fault? Let's just go. And that was enough for him. It was basically, you, you can't take the land of someone who can do this. You just can't. And I know this is sort of a cheap way of thinking.
0: I found it. It's uh Lacanassus. Chicanalis?
1: that's probably why i didn't write it down <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it looks more greek than anything mm.
1: i think it was the turks i think but uh, it's the
0: turkeys part of the turkish army but i mean the turkish army
1: oh for- yeah yeah yeah
0: you so, had bits of everything
1: yeah but yeah that's what you saw it was all these people in fields. it must have been a hell of a sight to see three kilometers wide one kilometer deep just full of people impaled men, women, children, babies who were put on the same pike as their mum and just, you know, it, it, this also popped in my head another dodgy bastard, Kevin Spacey uh, the usual suspects, they were talking about Kaiser Soze and I know it sounds like a, a cheap comparison but I think there's a line in the film that says it, it's not what you do, it's what the other man won't or something like that so you've got yeah. to, you've got to be able to do what the other one can't because in the film it's a he...
0: giant game of chicken.
1: Yeah, except there wasn't even a chicken to begin with. When it came to Vlad, he made the chicken. He created the chicken. Of he
0: says, "You got to come at me. You going to play chicken with me, motherfucker." he's a field of impaled people. Yeah, yeah. And the Ottomans were like, "No, bro, we're not going to even. You started this game. We're not going to even enter this game."
1: Yeah, and you can't really blame him. Can you? Not really. No, I don't,
0: That's a lot of dead people, or almost dead people.
1: That's the thing, this, because it took so long for a lot of them to die. It's like crucifixion. Crucifixion, I think it's a asphyxiation that actually kills you. Because you can't breathe, your, your, your lungs collapse, basically. And the angle that you're at, you can't do it. That's why it's such a horrible, horrible way to go.
0: It's basically you can't hold yourself up anymore, so the weight of your body slowly suffocates you. Yeah. Who thinks that? Why do I know this?
1: I did actually know that as well, because I tried to do it to myself in school. <laughs> what? I, no, okay, I didn't try and crucify myself. But I was into religion and stuff when I was younger, and we had bars in the gym class. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, you know, put my arms up in a Jesus Christ pose. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody had to help me down. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because eventually you'll pass out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. There was no nails at end. Any... But, uh, yeah, where was I? I completely lost Uh
0: The field of Dead People. Oh, yeah,
1: Field of dreams. Uh Field of Screams. <laughs> the Field of Screams. There you go. If you build Another it, we will title. kill you.
0: <laughs> if you build the spikes, we will impale you. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> but it was just... that's That's what life was like in that place at the time. And he tried to make it livable for his people. And if you didn't like it, you're fucked, basically. But you can sort of understand why there was... Uh, it was very much black and white. There couldn't be any grey areas. There was no succession. It was whoever had the power was in power. And there was always going to be somebody with more power because the the significance of this, the size of, the, of your foes-slash- friends or not friends um allies allies thank you foes and allies because that was the other thing is he made deals with um the Ottomans. he also made deals with the or not the christians not all the time he deal with the catholics because the catholics weren't fans of the christians Particularly, because Pope ruled.
0: Oh, yeah, because we we're dealing with, we're also dealing with the Reformation at this time, so. Oh, God. Think of the Holy Roman Empire is also a hot mess. Yeah. And there's lots of fun things happening. You know, Martin Luther's just running around and then <laughs> other people, like, take his ideas and like, you know what? Cool, let's do this. So it's a giant dumpster fire that is Europe.
1: Yeah, um I can't I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like. It must have been constant anxiety from one day to the next. Anxiety with the with a, a splash of death possibly mm-hmm. whenever. Um mm-hmm. but it was just oh, I completely forgot to say it about his name. He called himself Dracula. He changed his name to Dracula, which means son of Dracul. Son of the dragon, as I know, to which his dad. Which is badass. It is. I mean, if you try and ignore the connotations of... Modern day? Yeah. Of uh, Stoker and stuff. I've got a little thing about Stoker's. But yeah, Dracula is uh son of Dracul, because he wanted to honor his dad. Which is nice.
0: Must have liked his dad a little bit, at least. Yeah, I mean, it
1: sounded like Vlad too was not that Decent. bad to his family and stuff. Okay, maybe not to his wife, Um because of his old, you know... Flappy Wang,
0: buggering around.
1: Yeah, but he seemed to try and teach his kids, uh, morals.
0: Fifteenth <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, um, century mo-
0: morals. I was
1: going to say, yeah, the morals of the time seem to be kill or be killed, and this is how you do it. Um, but it was it, he Vlad himself, Vlad Dracula, um, was killed during his third reign, uh, in battle, and that was the end of him. And he was only, I believe, mid-30s, I think he was. Or not even 40. I was thinking about it it at the time. That was probably a pretty good age for
0: They said, Wikipedia is saying between 45 and 49. Damn, he made it to middle age. Good for him. Can't be
1: 45. It can't be. That would make him 14. If he was born in 1431.
0: They said his... He was born. Oh, his between... age was
1: forty. I thought you meant sorry. I thought he meant fourteen forty five yeah. to fourteen forty nine.
0: No, no. His age was between forty five. 45. Yeah, it was
1: forty five. My age. And look what he did. Look what I've done. <laughs> you Only have thing two very is, successful geez. podcasts. Yeah,
0: and you have not impaled anyone, so not, very successful. Not,
1: not for a while, um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I've got on the fella the 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 other bit I was going to mention was just the stories that come out and the propaganda and stuff, so this pamphlet thing I was telling you about with the amazing title
0: mm-hmm. now these you have time
1: uh these were printed in Germany
0: oh good German pamphlets and give it to
1: the, me uh, the Nuremberg area, which is a bit of an association oh. with uh, a bunch of bad things bunch of dicks yeah, so here we go so these pl- the pamphlets these pamphlets were um, made between 1488 and 1521, because I believe the Gutenberg press, the printing press, had just had been mm-hmm. re reinstated as something that wasn't the devil's work, I think. But here is the title of one of the horror stories that was made about Vlad Dracula. This was called... <clears throat> The frightening and truly extraordinary story of a wicked blood drinking tyrant called Prince Dracula.
0: That's a short title for them. Really? Oh yeah. Pretty much until Snappy. we kinda get to more eighteen hundreds titles. They're about solid three paragraphs, it feels like the titles are wow. very they're a solid paragraph at least. They're very long. That's sort so of like an a, early a...
1: version of Penny Dreadfuls, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I love that title though. Prince Dracula, Blood Drinking. And the oh yeah, the blood drinking's bollocks, by the way. Oh anyway. yeah. According to my Romanian friend anyway, who was a fan. Who is a fan of uh, Vlad himself. But uh, apparently it came about from they said he would dip his bread in the blood of his victims. Um But yeah, it's it's things that are made up. There's no blood drinking. Dracula itself nothing to do with Dracula. Uh 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 kinda thingy. It seems like Stoker took the name, but the character itself of Count Dracula from Bram Stoker's novel, and thus on, from there on. Not based on Vlad, just the name.
0: Disappointing, because Tepish is very fascinating. There is a book, an, a novel that came out, it's, I think it's called like The Historian, that I tried to make my way through. It's very long. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the theme of if Vlad Tepish was... Dracula Mm -hmm. and like, where is he, and all that stuff. And it was really cool, just very long. Good, just like a tome.
1: Right, okay. I say it's not based on him. There was a. Dang it, there's something else I didn't write down. There was a book sort of written in the 1800s by William Somebody or Other. I don't think that was his real surname. But it was about Vlad himself, and apparently it was known that Stoker had read this book.
2: Uh... So
1: there is a chance that the character of Dracula was inspired by Vlad himself, Mm -hmm. but the connection between the two, and I'm just talking about the novel here, if you ignore um, the films and stuff like that, especially the so-called Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh, Keanu Reeves and...
0: Gary Oldman
1: the like
0: 90s version Mm. oh that that version is weird as fuck yeah
1: it's it is sort of faithful to the the book yeah however no so yeah you could say that there is a connection between Stoker's Dracula and Vlad it kind of has to be called the it was called Dracula so it would be odd if it would be a, a hell of a coincidence to where'd you get the name from oh you know I just made it up you know um in his little Irish head. But um yeah, so that's what I was talking about, the propaganda side of things. Because obviously when you've got somebody like Vlad and the way he dealt with things, it's there's gonna be a lot of people who's not a fan. And they're gonna make him to even more of a monster than um he actually was. And apparently Tepesh it now means devil in Romanian. So it it was used, I think, for Impaler. Vlad the Impaler, but Vlad Tepes mm-hmm. is devil, and no means devil.
0: Still a badass name. It's a very Vlad cool devil. name,
1: Vlad. Uh, Vlad Dracula, Devil Tepes and Impaler, devil, devil. So yeah, <laughs> he was, and he was rocking a very cool mustache as well.
0: Oh, his, I mean, the probably the best known image of him is pretty boss. Yeah. He's got a great hat. Is that it's, a, is um, that uh,
1: Ottoman inspired that hat? that region or is it just that region
0: it looks ottoman inspired yeah i've watched most a decent chunk of magnificent century and they have and i've seen ottoman art and it seems pretty Mm. it seems like a hodgepodge of regional and ottoman but the picture everyone thinks of is the ambras castle portrait of vlad circa it's around 1560 and it's a copy of the original so we don't know what the original looks like, but it's definitely, a. Co- they know it's a copy from later on. Mm. But, I mean, great mustache, really great hair. I mean, he has pretty long hair, he's rocking some velvet, he's living a good life.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was he did well for himself, considering.
0: Considering he was between two major powers, if you're going to count the Catholics as a power.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it couldn't have been easy at all for anybody at that time. So you had to be you just, you had to be a bit of a bastard to for yourself and for the people that you thought mattered. And to him, the people that mattered was the people of his land. So And
0: you Yeah. He must have impressed them enough that he still remembered fondly.
1: There is. There's a village called Aref, I believe, or it's Arif or it's A R E F anyway, and they still There's oral stories that have passed down for centuries, and they still Mm -hmm. talk about him now in loving tones. Because I I believe it was that area that he retreated back to. It was where the the, the fortress place was. So that's where he was looked after by uh, locals and stuff like that. And he's still thought of in a a massively positive light. And you can get why. It Mm -hmm. seemed like he tried to do what he could... For his land.
0: And stabilize it, which was hard.
1: Yeah, big time. Uh, Like I was saying, six years of a reign, and that's the one that basically everything he's known for was done in, pretty much. And the average was two years. So to get three times the average in a place as fucking insane (laughs) as uh, where he was, that's a hell of a job. But yeah, apparently he did kill a hell of a lot of people. It's one of those. Rumor, I'm not sure if it's rumored or propaganda or if it's based on some kind of truth, but it was meant to be around about 80,000 people in total that he killed, which in today's money is, uh, that's a lot. A <laughs> yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> but it's, it's, of those 80,000, apparently a quarter of them were impaled. Or it's, it's sort of, that bit is sort of recognized that he impaled 20,000 people or so.
0: That's still really impressive.
1: Oh, and he used to dine amongst them. He would eat his dinner uh, huh. around uh, people who were on uh, spikes and stuff. And, oh, this hurts. Oh, my bum hole, et cetera. And he'd be going, oh, I just need some uh, bread in my blood here. But again, it's one of those things. Is it true? Is it not? Is it not a reputation? Did his enemies say that thing? Did he start that kind of thing? That, if it's a rumor, that he's that uncaring of the people who go up against him, he's more than happy to listen to them and watch them die while he's having his tea.
0: That seems like a Monty Python sketch. I'm not going to lie.
1: It does a bit, doesn't it? Oh, well, they copied enough people. They might as well copy him.
0: Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about your less murdery podcast? My less then? murdery So they can one. go find...
1: Yeah. It's mirths uh, <laughs> and Monsters. M-I-R-T-H-S and Monsters. Which is... There's no swearing. I said bugger once in one episode, and I've not done it since. Um, But yeah, it's good. It's about Nessie. There's an episode about trolls, dragons, leprechauns, unicorns, merfolk. Just as a whole load of different things. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It comes out every so often. So (laughs) I am trying to get more organized with that. I really, really am. But it's uh, at most every fortnight recently so yeah it's fun it's a uh, palate cleanser is how it's been described my yeah. by... should i mention it's award-winning i don't like saying that but i do like saying that
0: yes it, you mm. mention it because you deserve it
1: okay it's an award-winning podcast it won a discover pod award for best family and kids a podcast a few months ago and it's yeah it's been described as a palate cleanser to all the the true crime and things that you can get out and they're not too long so it keeps kids' attention. It's like 20 minutes at most. Um, Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, we now have to leave Kevin. Yes. He, it is very late in his time zone.
1: It's
0: 2.25. He's got to go get his crackpot all set up.
1: Yeah, got another 20 minutes. So I'll watch a little bit of wrestling and I'll turn off the chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin, for coming on.
1: Oh, thank it, it's been so long trying to get this together, isn't it? <laughs> wow it's
0: been months I people know. don't realize it it's been months good lord we've really just missed each other so we wanted to hang out yeah. so i'm not sorry you got to listen to us hang out and talk about horrible things because you missed the hour of us talking around <laughs> random bullshit <laughs> swearing anymore.
1: at trains
0: oh so much swearing at trains <laughs> there was i think we determined seven trains
1: mm. Noisy
0: ones, too. I'll be back next week with a new guest. Who will it be? Who's to say? It just depends who is available to record next. So we'll see you guys later. Bye! Bye Bye-bye! Alcatraz opened in
1: 1934. I arrived in 1935. And I'm still here. I'm Charlie the Bagman Baglin. And I'm dead. Tune in every fortnight to hear about some of the nastiest inmates The Rock has had. Learn about Alcatraz, about me and the fun I have with Ghost Hunters. I'm behind behind you, you 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 Badons. Episode 1 is about Al Capone, the banjo-playing, tax-dodging numpty. Join me, Charlie, from the 6th of October on Infernal Souls and Eternal Arseholes. Available on Acas, Spotify, and most other podcast players. In five, four, three... Hey
0: everybody, this is Danielle. And this is Daniel. And I'm Carla. And we are Hoosier Homicide. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers, for Hoosiers, or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what a Hoosier is. Do you?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, I do.
0: Great. We don't need to look anything up.
1: (laughs) Go to Wikipedia and type in Alabama Hot Pocket.
0: No, don't do that. (laughs) And that'll tell you what a Hoosier is. Just come listen to us. You'll find out. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Hoosier Homicide. You can also download any episode you prefer off of Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We tell true crime stories with some random connection to our home state of Indiana. So come listen.
1: That's what she said. For the
0: love of God. (laughs) And for honest to goodness... Stay out of the corn. corn. Pretty good. Cult of Domesticity. We're available on all podcatchers. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to help spread the word, or just force other people to listen to it. Our Facebook and Twitter are at Domestic Podcasts, and our Instagram is at the Cult of Domesticity. We also have podcast merch at Threadless. Uh, as well if you want to support us financially or show some appreciation we have a paypal tip jar and a patreon which has some pretty great perks any topic suggestions feel free to email us at domesticpodcasts at gmail.com. remember to stay domestic and cult free